Good morning and welcome to, I believe, episode 153. I think you're right. Two? I think it's three. 150. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because two episodes ago yep. was episode 151, Rum. People forget. Right. Um, welcome to another edition. Sunday Conversation Podcast. We got um, Aaron and I on the ones and twos, and we have a full backing sponsorship from Loyalty Liquors and Taco Casa. And also, it appears that some of our subscribers think that we're doing so well that the new cool thing to do um is send me six hundred and nineteen dollar scam Bitcoin <laughs> uh pay PayPal's. So if you are a listener and enjoy, just don't send me the six hundred and nineteen dollars and nineteen cent PayPal invoice, which dude was so weird. So I get an email. Yeah, I don't what I don't know Coin- what you're tell me about it. I get an email from Coinbase. And it says, I'm sorry. No, I got to just bring it up because it's so weird. I get an email from coin. The email is from service at paypal.com. Okay. Coinbase updated invoice. Invoice updated. Coinbase updated your invoice amount due $619.99 USD due on receipt. It says view and pay my invoice. It completely looks like a PayPal like mm-hmm. email. So I went ahead and viewed and paid the invoice. And then I was like, wait, this is weird. No, I'm just kidding. I would never do that. <laughs> <laughs> so I just immediately went on to PayPal. And then it, the, the they were on PayPal too. The invoices mm-hmm. were on PayPal. Mm-hmm. So that's when I paid it. No, just kidding. Um I never I I just called PayPal and I was like I'm I'm getting some uh $619 invoices and she's like at first she said that I need to go delete them all but then I tried to delete them and it wouldn't delete and then she's like oh PayPal's probably already taken care of that which is probably not true but I guess that's the new hot thing that's i mean if these things they work that's why i know yep it's crazy all right so i gotta tell you another story the other week there was a a facebook marketplace ad okay and it was a local a local lady and i gotta get i gotta tell this story because it's like it's pretty unbelievably like in depth like how these people did it. Um, by the way, how was your week? Uh, you're gonna have to come back to me because I got a lot to talk about. So tell your story. All right, awesome. Um, so there's a listing on Facebook Market, and it's like um, basically, uh, it's a like an estate sale. They're selling everything. Mm-hmm. They got. Um, They had, like, refrigerator, washer and dryer, um, like, microwave, a blender, 
And then, you know, you move on to like outside, there was a, a riding lawnmower. I'm sorry, like a zero turn riding lawnmower. There was a push, a walk behind. This is what got my eye. There was a walk behind gag 30 inch irrelevant lawnmower for $150. Okay. And I'm like, I'm like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? I, I go on look online i'm pretty sure it was like 1900 bucks like minimum yeah and so i'm like i want that lawnmower like i want that lawnmower bad so i immediately i i said is this available like i'm available i can come over first thing and uh she it was a woman yeah and her profile picture was her and two little babies, like two young boys, yep. like under three. And then her, uh, what's the, like the banner photo mm-hmm. or whatever. I, what's that other picture in your profile? It's called, Background your, photo. it's called your, um, um, irrelevant, irrelevant, it, but it's not cover, cover I, photos. Yeah. Cover photo. Jesus. So, her cover photo was two chocolate yeah. labs. Yeah. Two chocolate labs and then another like kid. Like one it looked like the same kid. Like I think it was. I don't know. They must have jacked it off some poor woman's Facebook. But now <laughs> I just pulled some of the story. <laughs> so the universe. Basically, then farther so then she's got like golf cart for three grand. Then the next big item, and this is like what I really, really, really wanted more than the mower, was a twenty-eight hundred dollar dump trailer. It was a it was a seven by fourteen like hydraulic dump trailer that is That's worth cool. like fourteen grand, and yeah. she wanted twenty-eight hundred bucks for it. Yeah. So I'm like, I want the trailer like that's I want the trailer like fact. She's like, okay, like I gotta go to work. Um, I'll be back at six. So I like immediately voice this listing to um, my lady and her folk. And I'm like, this is like either too, it's too good to be true or like, it's just one of those like lucky. It, it, it's just like, whatever. So we end up taking a ride because it was over in like Panama City. Yeah. We took a ride over just to like scope out the situation. Well, we get to the house and it's it's for sale. Yeah. And the it's like the the pictures from the listing are not the pictures from this house. And we're like looking around and uh so I just backtrack backtrack sorry she's like okay i got a bunch of people inquiring about the dump trailer can you send me a deposit yeah and i'm like uh i I never like said anything i like skated around it and uh so then she like she messaged back like a question mark which was probably like the first like definite red flag but right so so we take a ride over see the house there's like no place that you could even park a dump trailer not to mention she's got like a golf cart listed and this like uh, she had a big huge like one of those like container bins 
Yep. Like that people build houses out of. She had one of those for like 1900 bucks. I want like all of the things I wanted on this post. Yeah. So she's like, send me the deposit. I'm like, okay, like how much are you looking for a deposit? And she said 500. And I'm like, okay, no chance I'm sending you 500 bucks, but I'll keep going with it. So then I get over, we go see the house. And this is like where my little bit of detective work busts out. Um, I send her back. I'm like, oh, is the house for sale too? Immediate response, yes. I'm like, oh, I said it's sweet or something. And uh, it was like, do you want to buy ho- the house too? I'm like, oh, no, I just was curious because I said, is the um, – because at this point, I got on the Zillow. Like, yeah. So now we know we're – I'm on Zillow looking at the house, the pictures on the house, and it's like a black refrigerator. They got a stainless steel refrigerator listed. It's a black <laughs> microwave. So I'm like, I'm like, oh, is the is the microwave? Is it the same microwave from like I said? Oh, are you selling all the appliances from the house? And the, and the person's like, yeah. I was like, oh, I, I just was wondering because the the microwave <laughs> is black in the house picture, and 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 then and then that was it. That yeah, was the end of it. They, they just yep disappeared. So then the next day, I get back on Facebook because it was on posted on a local like a local group down here. Like yeah. I'm in all the buy sell groups, and this poor woman was like posted this long thing. Hey, did anybody else feel fall scam to the oh, no. to the post? And and like she said, I sent a three hundred dollar deposit oh. and a friend like over to the house at the six o'clock time, like when the woman uh-huh. wanted. And, uh, and I, and I, I haven't Facebook commented in 20 years. And I, I said, I said our little story. I said, yeah, we, we were talking to him and we took the ride over, uh-huh. and, but never you know, whatever. And that was yeah. the end of it. But um, just wanted to comment on the whole point of that story was, the the detail that they went into so they found the house that was for sale that would like make it work and then they you know the the pictures of the you know and and obviously a first red flag is like when you don't have any like call it like meat to your facebook like yeah they you know they just had those two pictures there was like you know nothing but um hey they at least made three hundo yeah, and it's three hundred bucks for so, doing nothing. Yeah, well, obviously, you know it's not nothing, but um, definitely just crazy. Um, but anyway, I have a uh, uh, that, that's I have a story that that goes with that about scams and red flags. So in twenty twenty, before I moved into this apartment, which I am back into as of last night. Um, oh, and oh, you're back like officially. Well, I'm allowed to be back. I've been here for a week, but, you know, legally I'm allowed to be back. And then the irony of all that, Ben, you know, the problem was is that the building had no fire escape. That's why nobody lived here. One block over, there was a fire last night. There was like 11 fire trucks out in the street and fucking we'll get to that in a second. Um, So, but before I moved into this apartment, I was looking for, you know, I was shopping around New Haven and like New Haven has gotten very expensive as far as rentals go. Um, and not that I can't afford a, a 
you know, a certain amount, but I just don't want to pay a certain amount be just because I can afford it. I'd rather live below my means and, you know, live in an area I like and, and pay less than I can afford. That way I can save and stop renting at some point. So I'm online on like apartments.com, Zillow and shit. And I'm looking at all these places and I find this three bedroom house in Morris Cove. So Morris Cove is the neighborhood. If you cross over the Q bridge, um, you know, once you get over the, where the Quinnipiac river goes up, you know, that's still new Haven for a little bit. And then it turns into East Haven. So Morris Cove is like on the beach on long Island sound, you know, quiet little, just a quiet little neighborhood uh, on the water. So I find this three bedroom house that's one block from the water that has uh, beach rights, has a fenced in backyard. You know, the house itself is not crazy big, but it's three bedrooms and living room and shit. And, and it's listed for $900 a month, which I, of course I can afford. Like, so like $900 a month for a three bedroom house, like fenced in yard. And I get to use the beach. Like what the fuck? That's all. So instantly I send them an email. Right. And I get an email back, you know, it's, uh, and it's, you know, hi, I got your response to our ad stating your interest in our house located at 262 lighthouse. Road. I can't believe I found this email by the way. <laughs> and so they list all the amenities and everything about it. And this is where things start to get a little odd. So the house is owned by me and my wife. We are a little selective in leasing out the house. Our priority is taking a responsible, careful, understanding, a reasonable tenant that will take good care of the property. We are presently living in Kansas, Missouri, which was like, that's a little odd. But there's a Kansas City, Missouri. Maybe they just forgot the city. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Time out. Do I need to drop some knowledge on you? Is there a Kansas, Missouri as well? That's where the Chiefs play are in Missouri. Kansas City is Yeah, I know. That's what I just said. I said there's a Kansas City in Missouri. Maybe he just forgot the city. Oh, he fucking oh, oh. said that. I know where the fuck Kansas oh. City is, you dickhead. All right. Because that was well, the whole thing when Donald Trump congratulated Kansas on winning a Super Bowl when the Chiefs won, and they don't even fucking play in Kansas. <laughs> we are presently living in Kansas, Missouri for my ministry program service. So this dude's a, a priest or, a, you know, a pastor. I couldn't wait to give the house to a realtor because I have to pastor full time. We came to the idea of renting the property with the advice of my wife who felt the property may deteriorate if left locked. We lived in our property for many years. So there's a touch. There's a, and this is where things, he, he got too wordy, right? He, he tried to write this like beautiful piece, but like me, who's a stickler for grammar and the English language just pokes through. Like it, it doesn't make any sense. We lived in our property for many years, so there is a touch beauty in the property with my wife's sense of designing. What I am offering is far below standard price. This is enough for you that we are not a. F this is enough for you to know that we are not after the rental fee, but the absolute care of the property. So I send them back an email, super respectful, being like, "Yup, yeah, like happy to take care. You know, I'll mow the lawn. You know, what, whatever, like." Whatever you guys do, if you guys need for 900 bucks a month, of course I'll fucking do whatever yard, you know, whatever work you need done, I'll do it. I'll make sure the house is in great shape. <clears throat> um, so, so then he sends me an email back. And the first part of it is like basically just says the same thing he said in the first email, which is like very odd. Because I think I'd asked him like if how they like if pets were okay, because it didn't say in the listing. And so then he sends me this, and this is where it all just starts to fall apart. 
However, money is not the problem. All we need is an honest and God-fearing family that can take good care of our property. Due to our absence in the state, I will advise you to walk or drive by the located address for review and get back to me via email if the house still interests you and able to proceed. Uh, on how the keys and every other necessary document will deliver to your destination via FedEx. And then he sends me an application. And it's just, you know, it's just a it's just a a standard super like super basic. There's nowhere on here for my social security number, which if you're gonna run a credit check, you need my social security number. And everything else on like some of these things are profession is spelled wrong. Um intend is spelled right. And so like the whole thing fell apart. But he said the God fearing thing and we went back and forth a couple of times. And in my head, I at, now my red flags were up after the first or my radar was up after the first email for the red flags. But he said the God fearing thing. And I'm like, well, shit, like I'm a confirmed Catholic. Like, you know, I could play the part, you know, I may not be a practicing Catholic, but I went to church for a lot of years. I could play the part. And, uh, and then he just started misspelling everything. So anyways, Long story short, I was like talking to my dad about it. He's like, if it seems too good to be true, it probably is. I'm like, yeah, I think you're right. And uh, the next day, the listing I had found was gone. It was removed. And I found the house. The house was actually up for rent for $2,800 a month. And I was like, that's a lot more like it. So, Betty, I, I hear you. Dude, and then, I mean, it's crazy. And I think I told the the Bitcoin story on here about the the woman – in the gas station that sent away seven grand. Oh yeah. On Bitcoin. Yeah. Yeah. But I do remember you telling me that one. Anyway. Oh, man. Um, so like I said, big week, big week for the kid. Uh, by the way. Yeah. Hey, by the way, 10, 15 at, at Ralph, Ralph, at Ralph Walker. Ralph Walker. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> I, I hope somebody shows up with pucks because it's just stick time. And the last time I was there, I was the first one. I was the first one that was there. And uh, you don't have a puck. I I'm, I have pucks in my bag, but I don't have my bag here. I just have my skates, my like pot hockey stuff, basically. My bags in my at my uh, at my mom's. But uh, dude, you might gotta. What you might need to go get a puck. I, I don't worry. I got a plan. But I so the oh, last. Are you gonna are you gonna walk the rink when you get there? See if you can find. Well, the something? last time I was there. All right, so the fucking just let me tell the story. The last time I was oh, there, I didn't, I didn't know that you were. Telling the last me. time I was there, I show up, and I show up when the Facebook post says there's stick time, and there's just one old dude sitting at a table eating a meat like eating you know fast food, and that's it. That's everybody that's in the rink. The Zamboni guys doing the ice. There's nobody else there. And I'm like, hey, is there still stick time tonight? He's like, yep. I'm like, cool. How much? He's like, 20 bucks. I give him 20 bucks. He's like, and then he's like, just sitting there. <laughs> Thanks. You're and, the first person. <laughs> and I and I said, I am like, am I the only one here? And he's like, yep. And I'm like, cool. Where do I get dressed? And he like points around the corner. So I go get my skates on and shit. And I'm like walking out and I'm just standing there and the Zamboni guy's off. And I'm like, Hey, do you have any pucks? And he's like, I think they're in there somewhere. I'm looking around. There's no fucking pucks anywhere. Thankfully the guy who, who's like, uh, kids, I was teaching some stuff to like, they brought a bag of pucks, but anyways, I was looking around while I was skating around. There's pucks all over the place. They're just all like 
flung off in in the uh, but yeah i'm gonna walk the rink and grab a couple bucks um but yeah I'm hey excited. have you thought about there. have you thought about you know getting the bag you know putting putting the gear on feeling it out oh yeah so so jack johnson texted me on on uh wednesday yeah, night i mean you told me about that the like yeah it's like a wednesday night like an organized like an organized yeah. like group stick time yeah he texted me on wednesday night so i'm gonna go skate today see how i feel and i'm yeah i'll probably go grab my uh go grab my bag uh this week at some point so i can get back out there a little bit more uh a little bit more fully but but, but anyways benny last week we were talking about how i was making uh carbonara last saturday night benjamin yeah, it, I, looked, uh, it looked pretty wildly delicious. That is, I think, the best meal I've ever made, and it was not overly. It's it's pretty simple to make. Um, similar technique to cacio e pepe, which you of course know you're an expert in. You know you have to use some of the pasta water to get the starches in to get everything combined and all that stuff. Te- tears of the gods. Tears of the gods. But my God, did it come out good! And then. Uh, and so I'm making uh, – tonight I'm making carnitas tacos. I got two and a half pounds of pork shoulder. Uh, dry, yes, dry, dry brining overnight. Let's go. Here, let me see. I got to wow. send you a picture. This will be bad radio for everybody else. But I guess what, was the, uh, what was the uh, influence on that? What, what made well, this? Well, I have a I, – I found this, uh, this Instagram post a long time ago about making traditional carnitas. And I love and I love carnitas. That's that's like what is I'm, traditional carnitas? It's you cook it in lard, um, which is like the traditional Mexican way of doing it, which is obviously super unhealthy. But actually, I wonder how unhealthy it actually is. Is has, probably not as unhealthy. What's up is down. I was just gonna say, you know, there's been an assault on so many food industries. Uh, for so long now, like, is it uh, lard has about half as much saturated fat as butter, but about double the saturated fat found in olive oil. So it's somewhere between olive oil and and butter. That's actually not bad. That's interesting. Uh, So butter is olive has more saturated fat than butter. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but so, every, but I love carnitas, and every time I get tacos or a breed like I, and they have carnitas, that's what I always get. So I tried to make it one time in a crock pot, and it came out like shit. Um, so, so today what I'm going to do it proper in the uh, Lake the Dutch oven. Yeah, the Dutch oven. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. So, and it's a you know, it's a simple. It's pretty simple. Brown all sides, cook it in the lard until the sides are all brown. Then you add all the spices and shit. It's evaporated milk, water, set it, let it sit there, tenderize for a few hours, and then pull set it, it Set it and forget it. Set it and forget it. I'm going to make some salsa verde, some guacamole, some, you know, pico de gallo. We'll get some, uh, we'll get some cheese, some cotija cheese, and we'll have some tacos. Wow, dude, are you gonna uh, you gonna crisp up your tortillas? Yeah, so that I just I the the burners, you know, I just turn the burner on and just lay the lay tortilla on. right on top. Yeah. yeah, flip it, get a little crisp to it. Do you yeah. have gas there? Yeah, you do. Yep. Wow, it's I, Fire. T- I don't Fire. Know, literally. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I I probably have told this story before, but my old stove, my old oven died. 
like two of the burners didn't work. And, you know, so I just emailed the landlord. I'm like, yo, this stove doesn't work. So they get me a new one and it's, it's an electric, it's an electric, you know, how with, with gas stoves, you can have an electric yeah, you like starter, click, basically. Click, click, click. And yeah. Lights yeah. like a gas grill. Right. So my old one had pilot lights. This one has, is an electric, but is still a gas, uh, still gas. Well, they didn't check to see if there was any uh, outlets near the stove when they took the old one out and put the new one in. So they <laughs> just had to run an extension. There's up in the cupboard above the stove, there's an outlet. And they had to fucking run an extension cord through there to fucking plug the stove in like morons. Um, something else happened this week. Oh, there's the fire last night. That was pretty wild. Um, it's basically, it was like 7.30 and I heard a fire truck pull up. I had some sushi coming, so I went outside to get my sushi from the Uber Eats person, and like another fire truck pulled up, and then a cop car, but then an ambulance. So I was like, ah, you know, somebody probably fell and broke their hip or something. So I just went back inside, and uh, I was reading for a little while. And then I started watching a movie, and then I heard like four or five more trucks pull up. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So I look outside, and they have the whole streets blocked. There's a fire truck in front of my building, one in front of it, a couple more down the road from what I can see. And I'm like, huh, that's odd. And I like, I, so I take Sasha out and the building, the next building over, probably about, probably about 50 yards from my apartment, they're smashing out all the windows. There's fucking firefighters on the roof. They got ladders going up to the second floor. And there's like 80 people standing outside, like watching this. And uh, I guess there was just like this, like super fast, like blaze. They got it under control pretty quickly. And uh, I just walked by. Everything's all boarded up. They've got the invest. It's kind of amazing how fast they cleaned it up, though. Like there's really, if you didn't see the boarded up windows and doors and shit, you wouldn't even know that anything happened. It's it's crazy how quickly they got it cleaned up. But so a little bit of excitement in the neighborhood last night. Um, Something else happened this week, but I can't remember what it was. So. Oh, Joe Burr, your boy Joe Burr. Yeah, big Joe Burrow fan. Yeah. Actually, I have, what do I have? Stock in Joe Burrow? That's kind of. I'm a big fan of him. Yeah. Well, listen, speaking of stock, I, uh, you know how we've said on here, you know, plenty of times when talking about investing, don't try and time the market. You'll never get it right. You know, it's better to just be a, a good fundamental trader and, or investor, you know, buy when things are on sale and hold on to them, yada, yada, yada. Basic principles. Well, I had noticed that Tesla, your favorite stock, Ben, <clears throat> like three weeks ago, was kind of just beaten down. You know, it was the, the share price was down around 100 bucks. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy some Tesla. So, Hey, can you just backtrack for me? Because I stopped looking. After they split, what did it get up to before the split? Uh, well, they did a what did they do a ten for one a, split? I, I thought it was yeah, like big split or something. So well, the fifty-two week high is three hundred eighty-four bucks. I'm pretty sure they did a ten to one split, so thirty-eight hundred bucks. Yeah. Okay. So it was 
No, I guess I'm just thinking because, like, that just kind of almost puts them in the same, like, I feel like the same amount of money was lost across the board. Like, oh, yeah. whether I guess crypto and tech stocks are probably just one and the same. T Tesla, the all-time high Tesla stock closing price was four hundred nine ninety-seven on November fourth, twenty twenty-one, which was pre-split. And I think it was a ten to one split, so four four grand, four thousand dollars a share. And so, a few weeks ago, I noticed that it was like down around a hundred bucks. I had some money laying around. And I was like, you know what? Like, I'm gonna buy some Tesla. I can't see it dropping too too much more. So I bought five shares. I spent like five hundred fifty bucks. I, I think my average price was like one oh nine. Well, since that time, Benjamin. Uh, I am up sixty three percent. I own my only regret. Uh, similar to Nathan, not Nathan Hale, similar to Nathan Hale, I only I regret have, that yeah, I, have, regret. I have. I have. That, <laughs> I have one life to give. Jesus Christ, that was a butchering of American history. I regret that I have but one life to give for my country. I regret that I didn't buy more Tesla stock when yeah. I had the opportunity to. Hindsight's twenty twenty, my friend. Always, you know, you know, there was a time when <clears throat> Ethereum was six dollars and twenty two cents. You know, yeah. I could have bought a little more. Yeah, we've had a good rally there, though. Too things are coming back. Uh yeah, no doubt. I think there's going to be a uh, surge. I think. Uh, let's see. I've I've seen that. All of the bull runs have been around a thousand something days, and then all of the um, bear markets have been around like three hundred to like three hundred and fifty days. So we're in the exact chart. Basically, the next thousand days, we're making money. Let's go. Okay, cool. Let's that's, go. That's good news because somebody's got a wedding coming up. You know. Um, yeah, I got my invitation to the other day. Let's go. <laughs> well actually last night but i don't i don't check my mail with any frequency so i don't know when it actually showed up but um yeah and i bought you part of your wedding present already just got, got it out of the way four months early <laughs> aaron you were the first one my friend you were the first one it's gonna be uh it's gonna be fun Gabagool. You got to start getting the hand motion down. I got to buy you. I got to buy you the, uh, the Bucatini attachment for that thing. Now I'll get you one of those. I got to get you. Uh, got to get so like pasta chefs in Italy use like long skinny. They look like forceps um, for tongs. Like that's what they use is like their cooking instrument. And I had never realized it before. But that's how you plate perfect pasta. You take it, you scoop a bunch of it up, you put it in a ladle or a spoon, whatever, and you twist it as you're squeezing it together. And it just makes that tight, like, clump. And then you can plate it as, like, one tight bunch of noodles as opposed to just, like, sprawled out all over the place. The way fancy restaurants do. You know what I'm talking about. It's called art. It's called art, you know. Culinary art. Kind of, dude. We went to. We actually found an unbelievable Italian restaurant last night. Like, I'll, I'm going to take you there because we couldn't believe it. It's just tucked. 
away in the middle of nowhere and you walk into a big it reminded me of like an elk's lodge mm. like you just walked in this big open room yep. and it was just like tables and we met the chef max he came out he gave us um let's see we got a couple appetizers we got some this eggplant and like a french onion soup dish mm. that it was unbelievable it was like Sounds three good. Piece of fried eggplant, like, stacked up. Yeah. They had, like, some cheese on top. Oh, man. It was eggplant parm, but it was in, a, it was in a, a French onion soup dish. Got it. So then we get, so then we get some, uh, the bruschetta, which was awesome. And, and the, the, the chef comes out, Max, our boy, uh, shout out, Max. Um, he's Mexican. <laughs> he worked no i'm serious he worked in resorts in cabo he couldn't he could barely speak any english like at yeah. all and he worked at resorts in cabo and I, i'm basically it was the, the whole family was was the wait staff but uh so he starts talking he's like you need to try my calamari i do it different than anybody else brings us out some free calamari best we've ever had in our entire life <laughs> then we have our dinner we had these um portobello like these portobello mushroom truffle truffle ravioli and they were oh my dude like jaw-dropping good so after that we eat that it was phenomenal there was four dessert items on the menu it was cannoli tiramisu tiramisu and um what was the other one? Either way, maybe there was only no, there was definitely four, but I don't remember what the fourth one was. Either way, so I'm like, hey, what's Max comes back out for another little chat? Um, we're talking the head chef, the owner of the restaurant. And uh, I'm like, you know, what's the deal with the dessert here? I'm like, you know, I want key lime pie, she wants tiramisu. He's like, Oh, but my cannolis are the best. He goes, I'm just going to make you a plate. I'm going to make you a plate. <laughs> so, so then he brings out his giant cheese wheel and yep. he's like telling us how, you know, his big, huge cheese that they put the pasta in. And then, yeah. you know, the I, I'm like, dude, like, are you going to forget about our desserts here? He was talking to us for like 10 minutes. So then he like, he like remembered that he needed to go make the desserts and he like jumped up and he went back, made the desserts, comes out with, dude, are you kidding me? All the like the best dessert plate I've ever had. Yeah. So our bill comes. He didn't charge us for like anything. <laughs> I'm like, dude, what is going Max, on? So, Max, <laughs> Max, this isn't good business, my friend. <laughs> but it is because we'll be back there so many times. Yeah, of course. But uh, we hooked him up big, and uh, we found out that his uh, niece was our our server. So very cool. Um, she was a little like you know like max was stealing her show yeah so we so we uh we made sure that you took uncle care max, of her yeah it was cuz of uncle max you know that she did uh she did pretty good but uh just phenomenal little spot so that was a that's always a, a those... breath of fresh air when you find oh, like yeah, that dude you know those uh those places are great especially when the chef uh, you know, it's coming out and talking to you and stuff. We got three minutes, so I'll make this as quick as possible. The last time we were in Italy, we we ate at this 
There's this famous tiny little restaurant in in well in Sierra Lunga de Alba, which is one of the communes of Barolo, and it's this like 13th, 13th century fortress city that sits on top of this hill. It's a tiny little city. The the roads are too tight to get cars down, shit like that. <clears throat> Don- donkeys? Yeah, uh, <laughs> like mo- mopeds. Yeah, mopeds oh, yeah, okay. and shit. So there's this restaurant there called Centro Storico, which means historic center. And it's this guy that owns its name is Chichio, who I follow on Instagram. He's actually a big New England Patriots fan. But he's got this restaurant that's like you think he still is? Or yeah, he's still. Uh, well, I don't know. That's a good question, I guess. <laughs> but Italians are pretty loyal to their sports teams, you know? But that's a good question. I don't honestly know. I'm going to DM him and find out. So, uh, but he has this restaurant that seats like 12 people. Like, it's tiny. And he's the chef. He's the server. Like, he's the owner. So we walk in, and he's, like, sitting at the table with, like, this group of people. Like, he's not even working. <laughs> and he sits us upstairs at this table. There's, you know, me, my sister, my brother, my my parents. And comes up, takes our order. It's like, making, you know, he's, like, poking fun. He's, like, having fun, having a good time. And, yeah, he brings up every – and it's still to this day one of the best meals I've ever had. So reasonably affordable. Like, so ridiculously affordable – Everything was beautiful and fresh, and you got the he's, same thing. You know, you got this he's guy doing coming it up and he kicking lo- he it with loves it. it, man. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's him. It's like, yeah, exactly. Um, great guy. Hey, I almost think that I know we're about to run out of time, but that model is like better to me than you know. You make, just you- make, yeah, make it so that it becomes more than just you know. A dining experience. The, whole, you know? it's the like, whole thing is people, when they go out, they want to feel special. So if you can make people feel special just by being an owner and talking to somebody, it's going to benefit you in the long run. We all yeah, want to no be doubt. special, Ben. Yeah, no doubt. All right. Well, that, that flew by. We're done. Um, episode 153 of the Sunday Conversation podcast. Check out our Instagram at Sunday Conversation or something else I was going to plug. That- um, I don't remember what it was. Numbers are well, up. Numbers look great. Loyalty Liquors, Taco Casa. Thanks for being there for us. Numbers look great. Thanks everybody for listening. Uh, this thing just keeps growing and keeps growing. on rolling. We're like right. the little. We're like the little train that could. Exactly. All right, buddy. Chug it, chug it, chug it, chug it, chug it, chug it. Okay. <laughs> I love you. Great chat. <laughs>